Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. Good morning, UECP. Once more, it is an honor and a privilege to be with you. Breathing together with you. Honoring God together with you. And learning God's word together with you this 19th day of the year 2022. On behalf of my family, in our church family, the United Evangelical Church of Palawan, we would like to extend our warmest greetings and love to all of you today. I just want to say this to you from the bottom of my heart. I love you with the amazing love of Jesus. Now, last week, we talked about how asking the right questions can lead to the right answers. And to the doors of opportunities to show and demonstrate the love of Jesus to others around us. We have looked into the lives of our brothers and sisters in the first century and the years when the great pandemics plagued the world and how Christians responded in faith and love in the face of overwhelming fear and fatigue. And we learned that during the most difficult, the most demanding, and the most dangerous times in history, Christians did not cower in fear, nor was conquered by fatigue, but the church was all the more challenged in faith to love as Jesus loved. To love compassionately, to love practically, and to love sacrificially. We learned that this is also what we ought to do right here and right now in the 21st century. To love as Jesus loved, compassionately, practically, and sacrificially. That is why I left you with the challenge to let your faith be contagious. Your hope be infectious. And your love be pandemic. 
Today, we will look at how God opens doors of opportunities and how He prepares us, His people, to open the doors when the opportunity rises. So let's turn our Bibles to the book of Philippians chapter 1 verses 12 to 14 and see how our brothers and sisters in the first century opened closed doors to show the love of Jesus to others. Let's read Philippians chapter 1, verses 12 to 14. Verse 12. Now, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. Verse 13, as a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Verse 14, and because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become more confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of His Word. Now, in this passage, the Apostle Paul tells the believers in Philippi that what seemed to be a setback was actually God's way of bringing the gospel to those who need to hear it. You see, the palace guards and those in the palace were difficult to reach with the gospel. They were duty-bound to follow the emperor and the Roman law, and there was little to no time to do anything else in their fulfillment of their duty. And aside from that, the Romans did not associate or fraternize with people whom they have dominion over. So how could they hear the gospel? God's answer? Bring Paul to prison. Now, this seemed to be a setback, at least in the eyes of the believers. Now that Paul is in prison, how could Paul share the gospel? How can Paul now disciple the believers? And how can Paul now train them to fulfill the great 
mission. In their mind, if Paul is a leader in the church, if he is in prison for standing up for Christ, then what will happen to us? The Philippians probably thought it was impossible. This was a major setback. But for, but for God, it is a setup. In the grand scheme of things, God was setting up Paul to share the gospel to the palace guards and to those in the palace so that they could know about Jesus. His life, death, and resurrection. His teachings and his salvation. The gospel was advanced. What they previously thought was a setback was actually a set up in God's plan. Not only that, Paul explained that his imprisonment actually encouraged the believers to become more confident in the Lord. Not only confident, but dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. They proclaim the message all the more, and this time, no more fear. No more worries. And no more excuses. They were not cowered by fear or fatigue, but challenged by faith to share Jesus to others. Church, God works in ways we may not always understand. He works in ways we may not comprehend. But His ways are always the best. And He wants us to fully trust Him and fully obey Him. It has been said, man's disappointments are God's appointments. What may seem to be a setback is God's setup. His ways may break you, 
But he will also mend you. And he will prepare you to do the great and mighty things that God has in store for you. Paul experienced it. The disciples experienced it. Those that they were discipling experienced it as well. And they all saw God's open doors. A saying goes like this. In every tragedy, there is an opportunity. Let me say that again. In every tragedy, there is an opportunity. God opens doors in every tragedies in life. When I was in South Korea, I served together with a Korean church that served migrant workers and expats. You see, in the 1950s, South Korea was very poor. And was struggling in almost all aspects of life. As they were still reeling from the effects of the World War II and the Korean War. You see, this was a tragedy. This is a suffering that no one wanted, and yet they were here. Their nation was divided. There was no economy to support the people. Everything was in chaos. They were what we would call hopeless. But the truth is, they were not hopeless. The Koreans had God. And God was opening a door. Many Korean Christians believe that as they have responded in faith to their crisis, God brought them out of it and slowly brought the nation back to its feet. Many Koreans became Christians during this time as they were instrumental in giving hope to a shattered nation. God was opening a door. Years passed in 1988. South Korea was already able to host its very first Summer Olympics. And it happened in less than 38 years. 
God was opening a door. By 2020, South Korea is already the fourth largest economy in Asia. In around 70 years, Korea is among the 38 member OECD countries in the world. No wonder many people around the world come to South Korea to find work and see their dreams come true. God was opening a door. There was a time when it was just the American dream. But as this nation started to grow big, it attracted many people. People from Muslim countries like Indonesia, Syria, Iran, Pakistan, and Bangladesh. It attracted people from Buddhist countries like Thailand, Vietnam, Mongolia, Cambodia, Myanmar, and Sri Lanka. And even from Hindu countries like India and Nepal. Unreligious countries like China and Russia and Uzbekistan. And people from the Philippines, of course. And there are also a lot of tribal and animistic beliefs in all of these nations. In missions, we call this the Thumb Nation. You know what the thumb is, right? It's like this. But thumb stands for T, tribal. H, Hindu. U, unreligious. M, Muslim. And B, Buddhist. God was bringing in people from the Thumb Nations. God was opening a door. The economic opportunities have drawn people from these countries seeking better opportunities in life. Some people call this the Korean dream. 
Now, some impoverished nations will send migrant workers to work in the manufacturing industries and the production businesses for Korean multinational brands. Year after year, more migrant workers are coming. But there was a problem. Some Koreans became worried that the, my, the immigrants were taking jobs away from them. Some others felt that the foreigners were changing the way Koreans live and thought that the influx of foreign nationals was affecting their culture. People like me, a foreigner married to a Korean, was starting to become a hot topic for discussion as many Koreans are intermarrying with people of other culture and was starting to change their own. Now, many did not like what was happening. They frowned upon this kind of cultural change. What are we going to do? The Koreans asked. The Korean church, however, had a different take on this. Let us welcome the foreigners and share Jesus to them, they said. God was opening a door. The Korean church was not threatened by the cultural shift that was about to happen. Instead of being threatened and worried by it, they embraced it. Because they realized it, this was God's door of opportunity. For many years, Korean churches have been sending missionaries all over the world. In the late 1980s, they had been going to places where they felt that God was calling them to go. But the missionary endeavor was not as smooth as they wanted it to be. Language, cultural, and religious barriers were tough hurdles to overcome. And 
And some countries do not allow religious proselytizing or missionary work. Some Korean missionary works suffered from misunderstanding of the culture. Misunderstanding of the language. And the desire to get things done right away. There were others that succeeded, but it took a long time and a lot of resources. The usual missionary work starts by a calling to the missionary. Training them, equipping them, sending them, and providing for them. It took lots of time, lots of financial resources, and it was a hit and miss when they were in the actual mission field. Some missionaries even got into trouble with the country's government and the people. So many missionaries grew tired and gave up. Some stayed the course, but they were getting tired. The Korean church had to pray and ask God to open new doors so that they could fulfill effectively the Great Commission. Now, as people from all over the world started to pour into Korea, the churches saw the great opportunity to fulfill the Great Commission in their own backyard. This is a reverse diaspora. Diaspora is when people from one country go to different places but a reverse diaspora is when those people from nations come to one place. So it was no longer just go and make disciples of all nations. It was already a case of welcome them and make disciples of all nations. Why? Because the nations are already in their backyard. Reverse diaspora. This was a door of opportunity. A door of opportunity for the Christians to reach the people in their own home. 
Imagine sending a missionary to a Hindu populated nation. Or sharing the gospel to a Buddhist majority country. Or what about testifying about Christ in the Middle East? Or even a Muslim majority Southeast Asian nation. Or what about starting a church in a secular communist nation? Now, what are the chances that you'll be able to share Jesus to them? Please don't get me wrong. I am not saying it is possible. After all, we are commanded to go. And Jesus said He will be with us till the very end of the age. And he also promised the Holy Spirit the power for us to be witnesses from Jer- Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So let us go. But when the welcome is an open door, what are you going to do? Well, you open that door of opportunity. And a lot of Korean churches embrace the vision of this new open door to welcome people from all over the world. And take care of them in their very own home. The church that I was a part of had a membership of around 40,000. And it had a mission center that serves around 2,000 people from 21 different nations in the world. I was the Filipino community pastor. And I also served the English-speaking communities. And we embraced a missional, motherly, and mosaic kind of ministry to reach the unreal. Let's talk about missional. Being missional includes embracing the posture. The thinking, the behaviors, and the practices of a missionary in order to reach others with the message of the gospel. Now, 
This means we live and breathe the Great Commission. Seeking all the doors to share the truth of Jesus. We had 21 different pastors. All from different parts of the world. Preaching and teaching and discipling people from different nations of the world. And we gather them quarterly, four times a year. And a unified worship. When you are together with them, it feels like you're in heaven already. This is the first time that I was able to preach to 2,000 people, all different nations. You know what? There was one brother from Syria. He came to South Korea to work in a factory. But during the Syrian war that happened during that time, they were unable to go back to their country. And he approached me after I preached in a service. And he was so sad. He said, Pastor Levy, I could not go back to my country. There's war there. I said, Part of me is afraid. I'm worried for my family back in Syria. But I have peace. Because you said earlier, if we pray to God, God will give us peace. You said earlier, rejoice, and again I say rejoice. Because the Lord is near. And so I prayed. And I have peace. And I feel very encouraged by this brother's testimony. It would be impossible for me to go to Syria and preach the gospel there. But being in Korea, he had an opportunity to hear the gospel. And place his faith in Jesus. This is being missional. The second thing is motherly. Being motherly means providing, caring, and assisting those who need help while they were in our care. This meant providing medical, Physical, legal, social, emotional, and spiritual care for 
for the migrant workers and foreigners who are in Korea. We seek to share the love of Jesus. And so we help them in many different ways. The doctors in the church gather together every Sunday to treat the sick. The dentist also gathered together every Sunday to treat those who need dental uh, care. They even made dental offices and med- uh, uh, clinics to help those who were sick. There were even older Koreans who offered a uh, massage you know, for the wor- workers so that they will feel relieved of their pain. This was motherly care. You know, one of the things that I remember is when I met uh, two people from Thailand. After I preached in one of the conferences, and they came to me and they said, Am I pretty? Uh, I was caught aback because I was sitting with my wife. And so I looked at my wife first and then I said, yeah, you're pretty. And the person said, maybe I am pretty because God loves me. You see, in Thailand, uh, this person will be called a lady boy. I only saw news about ladyboys in Thailand from, from social media. So this, and so this is the first time that I actually saw a ladyboy. And this person told me, in my country, people laugh at me. They look down on people like us. But tonight I heard that God loves me. And so I want to know this God more. And so that day I prayed for this brother. And I said, God loves you. And he will make your life the best kind of life. If only you will trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You see, I cannot do that if I go to Thailand. But because they were in Korea, I was able to share the gospel and the love of Christ. They 
that is being motherly and caring. Lastly, mosaic. Seeing the beauty of our cultural differences, we endeavor to bring diversity in unity under Jesus Christ. So we celebrate cultural differences while uniting under the truth of the gospel. Yearly, we conduct Thanksgiving conferences where people can freely worship God in their own language in their own culture and do it together as one church. Truly, it was a preview of heaven seeking the worship of Jesus. You know, there was one brother who came to me. Their country was able to perform traditional dances while worshiping Jesus. And he said, you know, Pastor Levy, I have never done this in my own country. Because if I do this, I'll go to jail. But here in South Korea, I can freely worship Jesus. And so I was happy for him. And he said, maybe the next time that I'll get to do this is when we all go to heaven. And I told him, don't worry. Because God can change your country as well. So when you go back to your country, you share Jesus to them. And maybe the time will come when you can all freely worship Jesus. Using your own language, in your own culture, in your own country. You see, the beauty of, of all of this is that for about three to five years, the church has a golden opportunity to evangelize disciple and equip the foreign brother and sister to do the Great Commission. So for three to five years, we disciple people and disciple them to fulfill the Great Commission in their own countries. After their work contracts are over, 
They will go back to their own countries. But they are not the same anymore. They are they are now believers and followers of Jesus. When they go back to their own countries, they are now evangelists. They are now disciples to their own people. They will be trainers for their own people. No language barriers. No cultural barriers. No misunderstandings. No confusion. Time. They have all the time. No problem with visa. And no problem with resources. And they become leaders to their own people. This is an open door that God has opened for the South Korean church. Praise the Lord. Probably you're asking, how about us? Has God opened a similar door of opportunity? The answer is yes. The Philippines has in many years attracted many foreign students. And 2011 alone, there were 26,000 students from different parts of the world. However, we saw that the number dropped significantly due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But as we see the end of this situation, we may see, soon see more foreign students coming in. In Davao, I heard there are around 6,000 foreign medical students. The lower cost of education and the lower cost of living attracts many foreigners to our country. Tourism. Do you know that Palawan alone attracted around 40,000 tourists from January to May of this year. I was really surprised when I learned that. But I was even more surprised to learn that pre-pandemic, it was 900,000 tourists from January to May in 2019. Just try to imagine if UEC Palawan, our church, would embrace a missional, motherly, and mosaic approach to reach people for Christ. 
，你就想想到耶稣啊，咱的巴拉湾中华基督教的，来一接立这款宣告性的、无爱性的，甲带着迄款啊啊，一接立多文化的态度底下来接触人啊，这个情形唔在虾米。In April of this year. We hosted several foreigners in our church. I asked how they learned about our church. And they said we searched church in Palawan in Google. And And it showed your church first. I praise God that our church's name is so straightforward: United Evangelical Church of Palawan. Imagine this in UEC Baguio or UEC Naga or other tourist destinations. Business as well. Our country attracts investors as well. People from China, Taiwan, Japan, and other countries are investing in our country. According to statistics, there were around 1.5 million foreigners who came to the Philippines in 2020. Ala anjau cige tongke soki soki ya di neng cheng kong di zap ni u caputo cipa go zaban e guatoi lang. As you may know, the pogos became a hot topic in 2020 for a lot of reasons. Ah, 叫咱所在咱听见啊，在做在博彩的工作啊，在两千零二十年啊，是啊，真做一个真多人爱讨论的代志，因为有真多的原因。Many didn't like them for a lot of reasons. 有真多原因啊，真多人啊是无喜爱因。But can the church see this as an open door of opportunity? 但是是唔是教会，我通将这项情形看作是一个啊，重开福音的机会呢 ？The door of opportunity to share Jesus to many people who come to this nation。就是重开福音的门，要为着跩人来到咱中间的时阵，底下分享耶稣福音。According to reports, there were around 118,000 to 470,000. Chinese pogo workers in the country. Now imagine for a minute, 470,000 people evangelized, discipled, trained to do the Great Commission, going back to China. Sharing Jesus to 1.4 billion people in the planet. Aren't you thrilled for that open door that God is opening for us? So the pandemic may look like a setback. But it may also be a setup. 
Don't you think? Di ko asibo. It has set us up to share Jesus to those that we have previously not been able to share the gospel to. It has set us up to trust God more. It has set us up to put our confidence in God alone. It has set us up to be bold and courageous to live for Jesus and to love as Christ loved. Remember what Jesus said? A new commandment I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you also must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Church, during the most difficult, the most demanding, and the most dangerous times in history, Christians did not cower in fear, nor was conquered by fatigue. But the church was all the more challenged in faith to love as Jesus loved. Compassionately, practically, and sacrificially. UECP, how will we love, live, and love like Christ? I believe that we will see all the doors of opportunities to love and serve others for Christ. If we start loving others like Jesus did. So church, let your faith be contagious. Your hope be infectious. And your love be pandemic. Let us all pray. Lord, we pray that you would challenge us to respond in faith, to press on in hope, and to live in love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.